Triple H FM Sport in association with Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, Hornsby RSL, Business Plaza and ISC Sport welcomes you to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. And now here's your host, the AFL Whisperer, Arian Shah. Good evening and welcome to Splinters, the Bench podcast here on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live on the web and available to download at triplehfm.com.au and all good podcasting sites. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sport and Business Plaza. I'm the AFL Whisperer, Arian Shah, and I can't wait to get stuck into this episode with none other than Brumby's flanker, Luke Reimer. Luke, thanks so much for joining me and welcome to Splinters. No worries, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, so I just recently heard that you got a contract extension with the Brumbies, and I wanted to just uh, talk me through just the decision-making behind that and uh, how you kind of feel about that. Yeah, so I um, got offered an extension uh, midway through this year, which I was pretty happy about. Uh, I I love it down here and and such a good club, great community. So um, when they... Gave me the option of staying a couple more years. I, I jumped at it pretty much straight away. Yeah, and I know you've had a very long sort of career uh, with the Ringer Rats and all the way now to the Brumbies. So, like, how have you, looking back on it, how have you seen your kind of development as a player and what are your kind of goals coming up for the upcoming season? Yeah, definitely, definitely helped um, coming out of school and playing for the Rats. Uh, it was definitely a step up from the old school boys, but uh, playing against playing against big angry men. Um, but no, it was good. It helped me help me out heaps, and um, you know, I'm just looking forward to what's to come. Yeah, I guess uh, leading on from that a little, just a little bit further back. How did you go from school to the rats? So we went. Uh, I played some rep footy for school, and um, and the rats. Uh, obviously saw that and, and approached me to come play for them. So then I uh, did a preseason uh, down at Ringer and and uh, went through the twos, uh, played a bit of ones. But, yeah, it was a mix between the twos and, and ones. And, um, no, it was good. It was it was tough. It was tough footy, but, no, it was, it was good fun. I, I loved it there. Yeah, and now with four years at the Brumbies and coming all the way through the academy, which I'm sure is like quite a unique journey. How have you kind of found it? And how do you think it, uh, that academy experience uh, is sort of different to coming straight from one club to the senior level of another club? Yeah, I reckon um, coming through the academy, it really helped uh, like to be honest, it really helped with patience because I, I really wanted to be where I am now uh, about three years ago. But you know, you got to you got to keep building uh, towards the end goal. So I was pretty happy when I um, got promoted from the academy. But no, it was, it was definitely good. Uh, all the coaches made time um, to improve me and, and a lot of the other boys in the academy to where we are today. Yeah, and how how do you think? Uh, what do you think, God? Sort of, sort of positives and negatives 
of that academy experience like how would someone not being in the academy and going to a club how would that affect them compared to your experience um i think it would be a little bit uh individual i think um you know, like, like guys, guys have been in the academy for three years and then get a opportunity. And I, I was in it for uh, two, so I was I was um, I was pretty happy with that. Like a lot of the boys are in there for a bit longer, but uh, it's definitely it's definitely uh, there's, there's more positives than negatives. So um, you know, you, you get to train amongst uh, some of the uh, big boys when you're when you're young and, and um, full of energy. So it's pretty good. Um, and I, I, I love that part of it. But, yeah, there's not, not many negatives about it. And I guess it really kind of builds that community feel and that kind of chemistry, chemistry. So especially um, with clubs. It, it's important to, like, know who you're with and know yeah. sort of games and personality styles and stuff. So I'm sure it's healthy with that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And I got to meet um, guys around similar age uh, as soon as I came down here, which was good because I, you know, I could relate to them and we got on um, on and off the field. So it was good to you know m- mingle with uh, a bunch of new guys. Yeah, just looking away from yourself, just temporarily, how do you see the state of rugby union at all sorts of levels at the moment? So domestically compared to sort of super rugby and international rugby? Because I know there's been a little bit of a decline in some of the uh, international and national leagues and sort of an increase in popularity with Sydney-based rugby and Shoot Shield and et cetera going on recently. Yeah, Shoot Shield's a good comp. uh, They've got a high standard and they've got such a big uh, pool to pick from. Um, and they they bring they bring in a lot of talent, um, not just from around Australia but uh, around the world. So I think uh, keep building on Shoot Shield will keep doing well for um, the Super Rugby and and Rugby internationally. Like that, all the comps, all the uh, same comps that go around that are equivalent to the Shoot Shield just need to be built and keep keep getting that good flow of players in. So there's plenty of options. And why do you think there's that kind of difference between uh, those three sorts of levels, like in terms of sort of popularity and audience levels and et cetera? Well, I think um, I know the Rats, like, that they have such a big supporter base, uh, such a big fan base on the hill, um, and, and that, that really grows the game uh, in club level. And I just think, that um, you know, when when the Super Rugby clubs or the semi-professional clubs involve more, uh, like more community-based stuff, then then it'll grow to the same popularity. And and I think you know, the Rats are doing a very good job um, with how they're going with with their big fan base, the Hillbillies. So uh, it's one one leaf to take out of that book for sure. Yeah, I feel like looking at all the other countries with their local leagues and uh, building up those fans there, it probably helped them kind of similarly in terms of uh, yeah. building up that popularity for the sport. So, yeah, that's really important. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. So that's really cool. I guess there's a bright future ahead with a few sort of tweaks to the current model. Yeah. And I, lo- and I love how super rugby sort of models itself off like a soccer kind of like an international soccer league where has all the best players from around the world competing at mm. like a club level as opposed to international country, so to speak. Yeah. So then, and I'm sure that like being part of the Brumbies squad, you've got to meet a lot of your kind of heroes and people that have inspired you along the way and learned a lot of lessons from that. Yeah, 100%. I, uh, I've i uh, watched quite a few of my teammates this year um, well, since, since I was 11, 10 or 11, and I kept uh, kept watching them all the way up um, and playing against quite a few people as well. You you run out there and, and you look at the opposition and there's these All Blacks legends and, and stuff and, you, and it's, a bit, it's a bit surreal that you're uh, running up against those guys, but no, it's it's... Yeah, it's, it's the the word for it is surreal. Like I still find it pretty crazy. Um, some of the names that I come up against and and play footy against, and they're all yeah, they're all pretty amazing. So, who do you think out of those people has like really kind of stood out for you? Like, who are you most excited about um, meeting? Probably, yeah, probably the Barrett brothers. They were they were they were. Uh, Coming up against them, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. So I think I watched them for, you know, five or six years or, or more, and and you know, running out there against them of like such high quality is pretty, pretty unreal. And there's like guys in in my team, um, you know, like the Scott Sears and the James Slippers. Uh, they're they're uh, I watched them since you know, the 2011 World Cup. Um, over in New Zealand, so it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty surreal to come up and, and wear the same jersey and run on the same field. So, yeah, and then you would think that because they played so much before you, that you wouldn't get that opportunity. So, mm-hmm. the fact that your careers kind of overlap would be pretty special for you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and you know, I'm lucky enough to say that you know I've shared a field with them. Um, couple of times so like yeah that's something I'll, I'll take with me for my whole career yeah and then you take that relationship more than just being kind of like looking up to them but then becoming like mates and sharing things off the field and away from the game so then it just builds that extra layer of a bond and rapport with them yeah 100 and that's that's another crazy thing about it it's like you know, I never would have thought, you know, five years, let alone 10 years, I'd be having a beer with a guy that I watched, you know, play for the Wallabies when I was 10 or 11. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that you're still so young in your career means that you have so many more people to uh, meet. And then you've already had such a long time at the top level. So you kind of know already what it's like and what yeah. it kind of takes. So yeah, 100%. that's impressive. Yeah, it's been, it's been uh, real eye-opening at times and, and you know, there's uh, obviously areas that 
that I'll need to get better at. But um, no, it's, it's been uh, so far. It's been one hell of a ride, and, and I'm uh, pretty happy. Pretty happy with it. Yeah, and I guess like looking at the grassroots level of rugby union, uh, both probably like domestically and nationally at the moment. How do you feel about the players coming through and sort of the future of the game as it stands? Yeah, it's it's uh, like it's pretty good. Like the standard of um, schoolboy rugby at a grassroots level is pretty good. I know um, they'll be having their comps coming up, uh, their rep stuff uh, next week. So um, it'd be good to see some good talent, um, you know, arise from that. But uh, I, th- I think they're going in the right direction. Um, with with building their grassroots, and I just uh, going back to the grassroots. How is like how have you or like the Brumbies been involved in that kind of development and those kind of community events to kind of encourage those people to build and inspire them to play? Yes, we go we go out to um, a couple clubs uh, every every couple of weeks. Um, we, we did a country visits, so we go out to Goulburn, um, down south to Cooma, and there's a few, a few clubs around Canberra in, in the country comp that we go visit. Um, uh, it's good to good to have a little training session with them and, and help help them out. Um, but they, they had good numbers uh, up at Goulburn when I went, so you know it's 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 pleasing to see that um, at a grassroots level. So. And have you ever kind of returned to those kind of roots of your career and uh, watch kind of players coming through there and sort of provided some supporting guidance like in sort of Sydney, Ringo, or even like in the North Shore round where you kind of grew up and stuff? Oh, I haven't had the chance to. Um, I've, I've been back to my junior club uh, to watch my brother play in a senior comp. But I, haven't had, yeah, I haven't had the chance yet to uh visit back to the old junior days that must have been a pretty special and emotional experience for you especially kind of sharing that journey together yeah 100 it's, it's pretty cool to um go back to the clubhouse and see all the familiar uh faces and you know where i spent every saturday arvo growing up from three years old to you know 15 um when i was when i was at linfield and and it's was, it was it's pretty cool to see all those guys, and they're all they're all playing seniors now. So, you know, I'd, I'd be I'd be uh, very keen to get back and and you know help out um, with the juniors uh, whenever I can. But yeah, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, it's really good. And I guess it like is so special for you because you can pass on that knowledge and really sort of help out um and then i'm sure that a lot of people seeing your journey and your career will start to kind of look up to you just like um when you were growing up so then for those people that idolize you and know you it's like really cool to see how far you've come and then as you get older and more into your career you'd probably um, get more admirers and people um, wanting to get tips off you. So it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, if I can help anyone uh, 
out with their with their development, I, I'm I'm more than happy to you know like like to inspire someone is just yeah it's a real special uh, opportunity. So I'm I'm you know if I can go out of my way to do that, I'll, I'll I will happily. So yeah, it's pretty it's a pretty awesome opportunity. I got. And that's the thing as well because the game has given so much to you. So you're probably going to try and do as much as you can to um, give anything back if it's like, uh, if it's sort of enough because you probably feel like because of the opportunities you've got, there's never really enough you can do to repay for that experience. Yeah, 100%. No. Oh, so many coaches, so many thanks, and uh, um, that have helped me along the way, um, all the way from the first to the, to the last coach I've had. You know, there's there's so many people that have helped out um, that I'd be so willing to give back uh, in any way that I can. So, yeah, he was that coach that kind of sort of kickstarted your career and sort of got you on the path. Yeah, I reckon uh, definitely my school coach. Uh, he he helped me out a lot. Um, Dean Hargroves. He he brought me into uh, to Barker in year ten and and developed me from sixteen to eighteen to allow me to play that rep footy that you know really um, gave me the opportunity to be seen by you know, the Brumbies and 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 whatnot. But it, it definitely be uh, one of the top ones that have helped me out. And how did you kind of find that balance sort of back then uh, with school and other commitments going on to sort of prioritise rugby and sort of kind of get to where you are at the moment? Yeah, I, I, probably, I probably could have done a bit more schoolwork, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there a lot of rugby, um, a lot of rugby training at school and you know, I ended up doing all right, all right at school, but uh, it was it was good. They, they, they made it a good balance. Like they um, they really gave us enough time to you know train and then you know, hit the books and study um, you know, as much as much as we wanted to, I guess. But no, it, it was a good balance. Yeah, one thing I really kind of dislike about public schools is they don't really focus on sport as much. Like private schools really have that great balance where they give you the best of both worlds. And I guess coming back to your point about studying a little bit harder, it's all about sort of prioritizing what you want to do. And I guess when you're an athlete, you got to figure that out at a pretty young age. As yeah. like you only have a certain number of years to make a career. So it's kind of like a make or break. And obviously you've already made those sacrifices moving to kind of Canberra to help make that possible for you and then making your Super Rugby debut uh, not too long ago. And then, yeah, so all of that is kind of paying off for you now slowly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, when you're in school and, and they ask you what you want to do, I was not sure and I'm still not that sure. So I was, uh, I was pretty much rugby focused with getting – you know, good enough grades and and uh, coming down to here i i've been pretty rugby focused and not really uh 
uh, with the academic side down here. But you know, it's it's worked out. Uh, it's worked out well, and you know, I've, I have the opportunity where I can, you know, go back and and do do multiple courses if I wanted to. So uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty thankful for that. I guess right now you're just living the dream and riding the highs as they come along. Yeah, bro. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Like it's a pretty surreal job um, to be able to say you play rugby for a job. So you know, I'm I'm pretty grateful for that and yeah, pretty lucky. Yeah, not many people can say that. That's pretty impressive. I guess like a lot of people would see that as a dream where you get to do it all the time. So yeah, cool. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's uh it's an unreal opportunity that I have, and yeah, I'm very grateful for it. You make those lifelong connections all the way on the way, and you have your favorite grounds and favorite fans, and there's so many memories that you'll probably take for uh, take with you for a very long time, if not forever. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I um. You know, I've, I've made so many memories so far, and and you know, I've got so so many more to come. But it's been a it's been a good ride um, so far, so I'm pretty happy about that. I guess if you were to kind of lose it all in the next few days or soon, would you have any kind of regrets or be disappointed, or would you still sort of be grateful for the experience that you had? Uh, I'll definitely be disappointed, but I'd, I'll still be grateful for the opportunity that I've been given. Um, you know, I, I, it'd be it'd be pretty be pretty heartbreaking, but you know, I'll, I'll be able to uh, bounce back and and look at other uh, other futures and other opportunities. Yeah, obviously, I don't really wish that to happen or anything, but it's obviously a very interesting thing to think about because you you never know when you're in the middle of such a great period in your life when it could all come crashing down. So 100%. Every day um, with gratitude and, and really look around and, and be thankful for what you know I've, I've come across and thankful for the opportunities I've been given. Yeah, and then all the people around you that have kind of helped yeah. shape you and get you to where you were. Yeah, that's, that's really good because I think a lot of times when you start rising up, you kind of forget that aspect and so mm. important in terms of keeping you grounded and helping you sort of psychologically both on and off the field just to kind of always remember your roots, where you come yeah. from, who helped you get there. Yeah, 100%. And that's, uh, that's one thing I keep close to me. Um, uh, family and, and where I've come from and all my friends back home in Sydney. So, you know, that's something I'll never take for granted and I'm, I'm thankful for that as well. Hopefully you can say the same thing in a few years' time when you're hopefully playing for the Wallabies or close to it. Hopefully. I will be. Yeah. That's probably the next really big sort of goal for you, I guess, yeah. you, using uh, your time at the Brumbies is a sort of stepping stone into that lot like a lot of people I guess it's always a dream to represent in the sport at the very highest level yeah 100% I was lucky enough to do that at school um you know that that's the next goal 
uh, for myself personally is is to you know make that squad and you know, hopefully one day you know, make that team to represent um, Australia again. Yeah, I guess when you've done it once, you kind of get a taste for level, and then mm-hmm. uh, just the whole experience and sort of sacrifices you need to make, and then you can obviously it's very very different junior and senior but you can bank on that experience so if or when it does come you're all ready for it and you know what to expect yeah 100 percent. and yeah it'll be another step up uh for sure playing at an international level but you know that's something that i want to accomplish um and tick off and i guess like right now you're just sort of focusing on your time at the brumbies and not looking too far ahead into what the rest of your career is kind of shaping up or where you want to get to later down the track. Yeah, 100%. And I'm, I'm uh, at the moment, I'm focusing on, you know, uh, playing club footy down here, um, you know, w- winning games. You know, we get, need to you know, make the final. So that, that's, my, that's my goal at the moment. And then, you know, when November rolls around, um, and preseason starts, we'll be, you know, we'll be looking to take that Super Rugby um, championship. I guess it's not good to look too far ahead either. Just take things as they come and do your best with the opportunities you have, which is what you've been doing, which is great. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's uh, one thing to definitely keep keep uh, addressing is is not to look. You know, four or five years down the track, and and look what's you know, a couple of weeks away or a couple of months away. That's definitely one thing that I you know, look at the most. It's time for the crew to catch their breath. We'll be back after this short break. Do you think the government deserves more of your hard-earned money? If not, make sure you talk to Atlas Chartered Accountants. Atlas Chartered Accountants makes sure the money you earn stays in your pocket through legal tax planning strategies, from finding that last tax deduction to tax-effective business structures for asset protection purposes so you can invest in what really matters, your family and business. Visit their website at ihatetax.com.au. Atlas Chartered Accountants. They are dedicated to you and dedicated station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Ponce BRSL Club, your perfect place to catch up with friends and family. With dining options ranging from modern Australian favourites in the courtyard, authentic Asian cuisine from Keku, or delicious wood-fired pizzas from Level 1, there is something for everyone to enjoy. Join us weekly for entertainment activities such as trivia, meat raffles, bingo and free live music, or grab some tickets to see one of our first-class entertainment acts in the showroom. Thinking of holding an event? Let our friendly events team guide you through every step to create the perfect event for any occasion. Visit our website at hornsbrsl.com.au for further details. Hornsby RSL Club, proud sponsors of Triple H. Want to look your sporting best on and off the field? Then make sure you get kitted out with ISC Sport Teamwear. ISC Sport are Australia's leading name in custom sports uniforms with a wide range of sportswear tailored to your team's needs. 100% Australian-owned and fully customisable, ISC Sport cover all four winter codes and cricket, basketball, netball and hockey, as well as training and outerwear, ensuring you look the part when representing your community. As Dom Rizzuto would say, look 
sharp and play pretty with ISC Sport. Visit their website, iscsport.com, for more information. ISC Sport, official clothing partners of Triple H 100.1 FM. Streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. Bowling is back in Hornsby. The Attic offers a 10-pin bowling experience like no other, with Australia's first ever augmented reality scoring experience that will take your game to a whole new level. With a selection of traditional and custom-built arcade games, the Attic Entertainment Precinct is complete with a bar and lounge area to keep you entertained for hours. Specialising in kids' parties and celebrations, the Attic at Hornsby RSL Club is perfect for your next special event. Whether it be an afternoon out with the kids or a night out with friends, it will be an unforgettable occasion that will bowl you and your guests over. Visit our website, theattichornsby.com.au for more information. The Attic, proud sponsors of Triple H. Welcome back to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. Welcome back to Splinters, the bench podcast here on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live on the web and available for download at triplehfm.com.au and all good podcasting sites. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sport and Business Plaza. I'm the AFL whisperer, Arian Shah, here with Brumby's flanker, Luke Reimer. Now, this is a fan favourite here on Slinters and a segment I've definitely been looking forward to. It's where, we found, it's where we find out the good, the bad and the ugly of all our guests. We're not only the listeners of Surprise, but the guests themselves. Luke Reimer, are you ready for Drop and Give Me 20? Oh, I guess I could. What was your first sporting memory? Oh, f- first sporting memory? Uh it would have to be playing alongside my brother uh, up at Linfield Oval. Um, and I, rem- I remember tackling one of his mates and he was not too happy about it. How old were you when that happened? I would have been three or four years old. Wow, and you can still remember that. That's really impressive. <laughs> what, what's the biggest lesson you've learned from your career in rugby so far? Uh, probably not to take things for granted. I think, uh, you know, every time you get to run out um, with the team and with the club is, is, a, is a massive, you know, milestone, a massive achievement. So, you know, just keep, keep uh, you know, staying grounded and, and, and staying humble is, you know, probably the biggest lesson. And what are your biggest strengths on the footy field? Uh, without... Uh, without sounding uh, too confident, uh, 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 probably uh, pilfering or, or uh, you know getting a couple of turnovers each game definitely be my strength. It's funny how we talk about staying grounded just then and then not being overconfident. Kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're stitching me up. <laughs> <laughs> what or who inspired you to play rugby? Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> Yeah, probably my brother or, or my dad. Um, you know, my old man played footy uh, for for um, for ages. So you know, growing up in a footy dominant family, I you know, I, got, I got to play. So I, I loved every every minute from the uh, get go. And just looking at your kind of life more broadly, what what do you sort of value off the field that you bring into your rugby? I know you mentioned staying grounded a few times now, but 
other stuff as well? Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely my family and my, and my friends. Uh, they you know, take them with me uh, along the ride and, you know, definitely uh, like they're, they're something I value um, off the field probably the most. So, you know, definitely them. And to young people uh, starting out or wanting to play rugby union, what advice would you give them from your own experiences? Uh, just go out there and have fun. Like, you know, all my junior footy, you know, I don't think there was one game where, where I could say that I didn't have fun. So, you know, that, that's that's the main point. You, you want to go out there, you want to make friends and you want to have a good time. Uh, so, that yeah, that would be my, my only advice. <laughs> that's pretty cliched, but, but I feel like it's always effective because people always forget that because they're always kind of caught up in um, other things and going further and like trying really hard rather than just getting the basics right and enjoying themselves. Yeah, 100%. And if you're not, you know, you're not enjoying it with your friends and, you know, there's, there's not much point, keep doing it. And what's your proudest on-field moment, you think? Uh, probably, yeah, probably my debut running out, um, for the Brumbies um, in May last year would be, you know, that, that would be the biggest achievement I've made. Um, and it was definitely, definitely my proudest moment. And what is, uh, what does your life look like kind of off the field away from footy? Like how do you sort of keep that balance going? Uh, I watch a lot of Netflix. That's for sure. Uh, um, you know, uh, when I come home from training, usually it's, uh, it's on the couch for a couple of hours, resting up, watching a movie, watching some shows, but you know, the, uh, apart from that, you know, I, I love going having a couple of beers with my mates, um, you know, going for, going for a feed, all the the usual stuff, but yeah, there's not much, uh, there's not much going on outside of rugby, which is, which I'm pretty happy with. It's it's a, it's a very um, relaxing. Any sort of um, recommendations you would have for like shows or movies or even places to get a good feed? (laughs) Uh, I started Stranger Things probably, maybe two weeks ago and I finished it. Uh, I'm awaiting wow. <laughs> the, re- the release of the next one. Um, uh, so I, I really enjoyed that. That would definitely be a um, recommendation. And I, I just started uh, Yellowstone, which I'm enjoying. So I'm a bit late to the party with that, but definitely enjoying it. And I guess completely shifting tack here, but if sport wasn't a thing or uh, you didn't really get to where you were with sport, what which one of your hidden talents do you think could get you by as an occupation or pay your bills? That's, that's a good question. Um, uh, I, I want to be, I want to be a firefighter. So that's definitely uh, one thing. But you know, uh, a hidden hidden skill for it. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, that, that, <laughs> that would be my number one option. I guess with that, there's no like hidden skill. The fact that you want to help people is like really good enough and like looking outside yourself and everything else, I guess you can learn on the job, but just that intention of doing that is amazing. If I, if I can help out anyone with any, any sort of way, whether it's rugby or, or not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to. And how do you prepare both sort of psychologically and physically before and after a game? Yeah, so yeah, physically we prepare, um, from Monday, from the get-go. So start of the week, you know, we're like we're uh, in the gym, 
you know, making sure that we're we're strong enough and 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 we, we feel we feel good uh, leading into the back end of the week and you know with all the training um, on field as well. You know that 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 all comes with the preparation, um, but psychologically, you know, I like to relax until you know it's it's time to go, time to go out for the warm up. Um, personally, but there's you know there's guys who have different uh, different rituals and different um, regimes that they go through routines. Uh, but yeah, mine's pretty mine's pretty basic. As soon as I you know need to switch on, I I, I can so. So, so there's no sort of like playlist you listen to or um, sort of relaxation exercises you go through before a game or anything like that. Uh, I don't, I don't listen to music um, before the game, which um, some people find a bit weird. But you know, most most of the boys have uh, headphones on, listening to their music. But you know, I, I like, I like just being there, being amongst the boys, and you know, like telling a few jokes here and there. Um, you know, see some smiles, get get a bit of connection before the game, and yeah, yeah. I feel like that's equally important. And with everyone, they have their own method. Like you've got this fire, you know what works, so you just continue with it. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, like I said, uh, different different guys have different things that they they feel like they need to go through, um, which works for them. So you know, it's a very individual uh, process leading up to the game. Uh, which I've uh, learned pretty quickly. And who's your least favorite team, and why? Um, least favorite team, Pro yeah. Playing against probably probably the Drua, uh, the Fiji Drua, because they they are just fifteen very very strong blokes who run, run very hard, and uh, you know I was uh, sore for a couple of days after. Um, that game, so I was, uh, yeah, I was in a bit of pain, but you know, they're definitely one that you, know, you you look forward to playing against because it's going to be a fun, exciting game. But you know they're going to run so hard at you. What about off the field? Least favorite off the field? Uh, I don't know. This will ruffle some feathers for sure. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's uh, pretty good. Like you, you, you have a beer with. Um, a team after after the game in the change rooms and stuff like you know, I've been I haven't come across a team yet that you know gives you gives you the brush and 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 doesn't want to you know mingle after the game and, and socialize so yeah, don't have a, don't have a least favorite off the field and uh, which crowd kind of sledges you the most you think like which ground do you kind of resent going to um. When I played in Christchurch last year, they were they were pretty loud. Um, they were pretty loud, and they were they were yelling abuse. But you know, I think uh, and other teams would probably agree is our Canberra crowd is is very very loud, um, and they're, they're you know they're, they're good to have on your side. But you know, I, w- I wouldn't want to come across you know some of the fans in Canberra um, if I was playing for a different team. That's for sure. And. Uh... Which sports person would you want to meet, and why? Um, that you haven't already, because I know that you've mentioned you've met a few of your heroes uh, through your playing career already. So, yeah, I definitely want to meet um, <clears throat> probably like yeah you know, Steph Curry or LeBron James or someone. Um, 
you know, their guys have grinded all the way through and, you know, they're, they're, they've made you know, great names for themselves and, and built empires uh, based on their performance and their athleticism and, and commitment, you know, to their sport. So, you know, meet them and get any advice I can. That would be, that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, or, or someone like Tom Brady. Who's done the same? You know, came from came from the bottom of the pecking order to you know the, the greatest quarterback you know of all time. So definitely someone like that for sure. And looking away from the game, and possibly even away from your family, who's your biggest inspiration outside of sport? Like in other fields that have done like really well for themselves, or other people that you admire. That's a good question. Uh, Greatest inspiration, <clears throat> you know, it would, it would it would have to be my family, but you know, I would, jeez, uh, I'd probably say like, you know, I actually don't know, it would definitely be my family. Uh, like, uh, you know, they've inspired me, um, you know, from from the get go. From they've, they've supported me from when I uh, started out on this journey. So, personally, yeah, the it would be def- definitely be there. And what's the best prank that either you or one of your teammates has like played on each other or you? Uh, um, you know, there's, there's always all the boys that are always scaring each other. Um, yeah, get some great reactions out of out of some of the boys. Um, some great jumps. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've seen um, someone hide in one of the lockers and 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 scare. Scare one of the boys, and, and they jumped a mile. But you know, it's it's all all little pranks. Um, it's always always laughing uh, around around the um, around the boys. Like every, everyone's always you know giving each other everything. So uh, de- yeah, probably probably the most like the best pranks that have to be the scares. And what have you done, or how does the team remember your sort of character and the? Uh, among the squad and when you guys are traveling and playing and training and stuff? Um, oh, a lot would say that I'm, I'm a bit of a pest, um, you know, just pestering blokes and uh, get, getting bringing the energy, uh, sometimes too much energy. But, uh, you know, I like to, I'd like to think of myself as a bit of a hype man. But, but yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say the boys will say I'm a pest. I don't think you can ever have too much energy unless, like, you're trying to switch off after, yeah. like, a loss or something. But yeah, exactly, exactly, and yeah, uh, they some some would agree, and then some would definitely disagree. <laughs> and who is your biggest rival in Super Rugby in terms of like as a personal player, but also as a team? Personal player, I, I would I'd say more rivalry or. or you know, like the, the most I uh, the most I look forward to playing against um, would definitely be my cousin because uh, he plays for the Waratahs. Yeah, uh, Max Douglas, and it's always good to play against him. Uh, I played against him um, from juniors all the way up to when we played against each other in uh, earlier this year um, when he was playing for the Tars. So uh, definitely him. Uh, I look forward to playing. Um, against the Tars, probably the most. You know, I got, I got uh, a lot of mates in that team, and yeah, it's always it's always a good battle uh, when it's Tar Week. 
yeah, especially because of where you grew up and that kind of connection and getting that sort of revenge or those bragging rights must always yeah. feel good. I understand it's good. It's good to come up against them and and their coach is a good coach who helped uh, coach me um, helped out when I was in school. So uh, DC's DC is always good good to come up against and you know he's such a good coach and yeah he's de- he's definitely uh, taken them by the reins. And have you ever had any kind of experience with him? Yeah, he uh, um, when I was in year eleven and twelve. At school, um, yeah, he he helped out uh, with my school at Barker, um, and he was one of the main reasons I went to Aringa because he um, yeah, he he recruited and he was coaching there at the time, and they just uh, they just won the Shoot Shield in twenty seventeen, and and just got into the uh, grand final in twenty eighteen. So you know, I've had a bit to do with him, and he's a funny but great character. Yeah, that always helps because those people really stand out and uh, have the support of the team if they can uh, really sort of change tack and make things a little bit less serious. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you, you build that connection um, with, the, with the players uh, when you're a coach that, you know, likes to have fun and, and you know, can switch off um, and can be serious at times. So it's definitely... It's definitely a attribute that he has and, and most of the coaches down here have. It's great having that rapport that you can sort of carry with you because you still see him in the league to this day and have some kind of association. So kick in, watch your development across your career, which is really yeah. exciting. Yeah, and you, you make relationships um, with, with so many people uh, through rugby and, and it's... Uh, if if it was anything else, you know, I, I don't think I'd have the amount of um, connections through rugby that I do uh, with coaches and players and stuff. So it's definitely a huge, huge bonus that it's through rugby. And shifting back to the sort of team dynamics and teammates, how, like, who would you most likely put under the bus as probably the lamest or the most boring uh, person on the team? Uh, probably Billy Pollard. I'd, I'd put him under the bus. Um, he's uh, he likes to think he has fun, but you know he's he's always he's always nowhere to be seen when the boys are having fun. I wonder what he has to say about that. He won't be happy. And if not for rugby, what other sport do you think you would have chosen to go down the competitive path? Um, I played basketball uh, quite a bit. I wasn't the best at it, but and I used to get fouled off most games. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely loved playing basketball. Um, that would definitely be up there with one of the uh, sports I I would pursue if I didn't have rugby. But yeah, I was, I wasn't too good at cricket. Um, I used to try and hit the ball as hard as I can and and get bowled out (laughs) all the time. So. Uh, basketball would definitely be the the second option, I reckon. I guess sometimes having too much energy is not always a good thing. Yes, especially in cricket when uh, you know you got to get a certain amount of runs and uh, being impatient and trying to smack the ball as hard as you can <laughs> doesn't work out too well. And just on the sports 
again. Uh, what is your least favorite sport and why? Ah, uh, probably soccer. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a bit of carry on, um, you know, from the players, I reckon. And yeah, it's it's not it's not a contact sport, which I I'm not a fan of uh, personally. But yeah, I reckon. You know, there's always that beef between soccer and rugby players and, and growing up and stuff, you know, all, all, that, all that banter. But, yeah, it's definitely definitely be soccer. I reckon there's more of a beef between, like, rugby league and AFL players, to be honest, and, like, even, like, the fans and those codes because the people always think that, like, AFL isn't, like, contact enough or it's too soft or whatever. But, yeah, I can sort of see that soccer parallel as well. Yeah, I, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't really, you know, been around the AFL crowd and and um, you know, been around that scene. But you know, I can definitely see why the rugby league guys wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, like them. That's for sure. And this is like completely away from topic, but like, are you sort of like an avid watcher of rugby league as well? Or do you have a lot of people? supporting both kind of codes um and getting involved because they are quite different even though people would think they're similar yeah yeah i'm a i'm a massive tigers fan um i watch rugby league religiously so you know, i i love it and, and there's quite a few boys who, who love watching it um here and we, we have our own tippy comp um going on at the moment but yeah it's, it's good like it's good to have that banter, um, you know, when you rock up to uh, to training on Monday and, and, you know, your team's beat, your team's at a massive upset and you can just, you know, give it to the boys who, who have lost uh, that week. But, you know, it's, it's yeah. good. I, I, I love rugby league. Definitely adds to that kind of feeling in the group. Yeah. And would you say that there's aspects of rugby league that you employ into union or like training drills that you would use or uh not particularly it's a very different game like yeah you know, it's uh rugby's a bit more technical i think and there's a lot more uh you know little bits and pieces that you have to put together um you know to create to get to create that game of, of footy that you want to play but yeah, probably like we probably do the same uh, skill stuff and and catch pass and whatnot as uh, rugby league would. I'm actually surprised that you didn't mention uh, rugby league and those other competitive sports because like there are some kind of similar aspects in yeah, def- both games. Definitely, like I, I I've never actually played rugby league, so that, that would be really that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never, um, you know, growing up in in Kalara, it's more it's more union based. Yeah, yeah. You know, playing for Linfield uh, through the juniors, and then you know, uh, going on from there. But you know, I've never you know had the opportunity to play uh, league, so I um, yeah, I can't I can't say that I I would um, I'd go there if I didn't have union because yeah, I just don't just don't know. Yeah, I guess if you haven't grown up with it. You don't have that sort of deep connection or longing for it. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it's a different game. It'd be hard for me to go and play rugby league with 
with you know my union-based uh, like rugby brain, I guess, and and come up against all these guys who have been playing rugby league since they were, you know, five or six and, and so on. But do you know of any sort of top flight players that have gone to that sort of path? Or? Yeah, there's obviously like uh, Israel Folau and, and stuff who, who played both uh, both codes and, and um, you know, Carmichael Hunt is another one. Um, but, yeah, it's a very it's a very different game. It would be difficult for myself, um, you know, to to employ my, uh, my skills in, in rugby league, that's for sure. Yeah, and you see those kind of code switching all the time, especially with, like, Sonny Bill Williams and Paul Gowan doing, especially Paul Gowan starting boxing now and things. So it's definitely possible. But I know you're in like a pretty good space and not really looking to do anything too drastically different at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, props to those guys that they've been able to pull it off, but there would definitely be a pool of, of guys who who um, couldn't, you know, cut the crop uh in like switching codes, so you know, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty happy with the space I'm in. But yeah, like Paul Gallen going from league to boxing, yeah, there's a bit of similarity there. He obviously wanted to bring bring back the Biff, and yeah, he's done that. Yeah, you can see his kind of actions on the field and how he gets kind of quite physical. And then he wanted to kind of probably do it legally rather than illegally. So. Yeah. He, <laughs> he didn't want to get suspended for 10 weeks for punching a bloke in the head and <laughs> he laced up the gloves and you know, had fun with that. And I guess lastly, how do you make sure, especially with like head injuries and even other sort of soft tissue injuries that you're looking after yourself and minimising that risk as much as possible? Yeah, we, we have like, Great physios here that you know prep us. Um, so you know, where most of us don't get the you know those soft tissue injuries, but you know, the coaches, um, the coaches are really good around technique and stuff to minimize head injuries. That's like a lot of it comes down to technique, um, where you're putting your head when you're making a tackle, and you know, like you don't want to be putting it in front of someone's knee. Um, and and copping their knee to the head, but you know, they're definitely they're definitely good with you know the protocols of, of looking after the boys, um, and making sure that we're you know healthy and and safe out there. Luke, thanks so much for coming on Splinters. I'll let you get back to watching Netflix. <laughs> no worries, mate. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be here, and uh, you know I appreciate you for having me on here. This is Splinters, the Bench Podcast, here on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live on the web and available to download at triplehfm.com.au and all good podcasting sites. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sport and Business Plaza. On behalf of Luke Reimer, I'm Arian Shah. Good night. Thank you for joining us for Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. You can also find us streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcasts.com and all good podcast and streaming sites.